Welcome to Cinematic AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain. On this show, we choose a film each week to watch and discuss. The films we choose are sometimes chosen to enlighten viewers, but in other times our selections are done, well, let's say just to uh, torture our panel. Let's see which one it is today. Let the games begin. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 11 of Cinemac AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain. Thank you so much for joining us today. And on the phones, we have our two regular hosts, as always. Uh, well, every now and then. It's crazy world <laughs> we live in. We have Gaston the Gamer. Yo, what up? What up? And we have Kelsey. Hello. And joining us for the first time is my... Old friend Ash, he's also a listener. That's how we reconnected, actually. We hadn't talked to in almost 20 years, talked to each other in almost 20 years, and he started um, just hitting us up on the on the websites and stuff, and here he is. Everybody, welcome, Ash. Wow. Holla. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go way back. We actually went to school back in, what, 2000 together? Oh, wow. I was yeah. 10. it's been a minute yeah we actually talked for the first time today uh in like almost like 20 years man every now and then we comment on each other stuff but this is the first time we actually talked that's wild man yeah it's been a minute it's it's good it's good though because we have a different perspective we have two people that are are of the younger persuasion (laughs) and two people uh who have who may need walkers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, he is correct on that. I, I'm, no, I'm always the young guy in the room. Uh, I mean, the old guy, my man. Uh, so it's nice to have somebody <laughs> of, say, <laughs> of similar age. Um, but we're here to talk about the 2016 movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. This is a movie about a father and son, both corners, uh, are pulled in a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who's also apparently harboring dark secrets. That is Gotta the, say, did not go the way I was expecting it. Oh, didn't, I, I didn't look up this movie at all. Like I, I, anything I don't, any movie that you recommend that I don't know anything about, I keep it that way whenever I watch it. All right, we'll go around the room. And uh, add some mystery. Have, have any of you guys have, obviously, Gaston, you haven't seen it. Kesley, Kel, Kesley? Kesley. Kel- <laughs> Kelsey, have you seen this one before? Negative. And how about you, Ash? No way, dude. I, I agree with Gaston. I have seen the title when I browsed Netflix, uh, but I never clicked on it because I thought it was going to be another like suspense thriller, murder mystery type thing. I thought it was going to be, okay, they're going to do an autopsy and find clues, and they would alert the cops, and the cops would do some research and find... X, Y, Z. I, I never knew that it was going to be this. All right. So this, yeah. is, uh, this was directed by Andre, uh, Andre Overdrell. Overdrell. I'm saying it's, he, he's a foreign person and I'm probably screwing up his name, but he's famous <laughs> for uh, Troll Hunters and Scary Stories uh, to Tell in the Dark. Have you guys seen Troll I Hunters? Thought, I thought Guillermo, Guillermo did that. Uh, he produced it. Oh, I thought he directed it. I saw Scary Stories, and that movie was really good. Well, that's, uh, I mean, uh, that's him. He's a Norwegian director, and he said that uh, he watched the movie The Conjuring. He's like, hey, uh, he called his people like, I want to do a horror movie. I want to do I want to do something suspenseful. I want to do something scary. And that's when he signed on to do this movie because of he was, you know, just enamored by The Conjuring, which is pretty cool story. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it stars Brian Cox, who uh, you know you know from Super Troopers, Good Omens, <laughs> Succession, Her, Red, Trick or Treat. I mean, I can go on. He, he his lists are long. Uh, yeah, he's good. I, I like him. I love him. And then there's Emil Hurst, uh, Into the Wild, The Girl Next Door, Speed Racer, Killer Joe, Harvey Milk. I forgot about Speed Racer. <laughs> yeah, that's it's Emil Hurst, poor guy. Oh man. And then uh, Emma, the girlfriend, is played by Ophelia Loveybund. <laughs> Loveybund. Well, <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. Um, and uh, I guess she's not, <laughs> she's, she appeared in Mr. Pop- Popper's Penguins. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I knew I saw her. Career. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, <laughs> and then Jane Doe. It's a big oof for Jim Carrey, too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Jane Doe is played by Owen Catherine Kelly. I'm sure she really had a, you know, really study her lines in this one. Yeah. No, oh my I, gosh, I was thinking that at the end. I was like, that was the easiest role for that person. Literally just had to lay there well, the entire movie. Comfortable with nudity. Well, she had to be nude. Yeah, she dude. had to hold her breath up to uh, sometimes almost a minute at a time. That's wild. She actually. <laughs> okay, very, that's fair. <laughs> she's actually very proficient in uh, yoga, and that's one of the reasons why she was hired. Uh, yeah, because you, you can't move your eyeballs either. She had to like stay there perfectly still. And and almost ninety percent of the, all the the only thing that they used the dummy for was the actual autopsy scenes. Everywhere else, where it showed any of her face or anything, was her. The director wanted her to be there. You know, this is going to sound kind of stupid, but there was a lot more autopsy than I thought there was going to be in the autopsy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like I the whole movie be, was about the autopsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't think there would be that much autopsy, um, but there was, and it was pretty graphic too. Oh yeah, yeah. The special effects are pretty badass. But yeah, I, they did yeah, a really yeah. good job. Yeah, I must say it was really well done. There was no point where I was like, "Oh, come on," you know. <laughs> no, it's that was a full. They had a full silicone body, and they actually built it up in layers, just like a human body. It was pretty a badass piece, and and that was impressive. And it's no way around it. But we'll get to the actual autopsy in a second. Um, this movie takes place in Virginia. Uh, it opens up with a grueling crime scene. All you see is blood and bodies everywhere. The sheriff goes to expect, uh, inspect the uh, whole thing, and he uh, he knows these people. This is in his hometown, so he, this is weird to him. Like, what happened here? And then he's called downstairs, and they find this uh, beautiful young girl, pale white, buried into the dirt halfway, but the her, other half of her body is absolutely clean. And that's a creepy shot. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and I mean, because he's very, he's he's upset because this, it, and it doesn't look like somebody broke in. It looks like they were trying to break out. So yeah, was, which and it was kind of a confusing crime scene just to begin with. I honestly didn't understand fully what had happened for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, I and mean, no oh, one yeah. does. Yeah, I don't think you don't really people, get it until the end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think many people knew how to digest that scene until the information was given later. Mm-hmm. And then we go in and we meet uh, Tommy and Austin. They are a father and son team living the family legacy. They're both corners, and they are doing an autopsy when we, when we uh, meet up with them. Um, the son knows a lot. He's still on training, and his dad is definitely knows his shit. He's been oh, yeah. around, I mean, three generations. He's an older man. He knows what is going on. And we meet them and we see their interactions together as they do an autopsy. And he challenges his son to like figure things out. Like you can do it. You're, you know, let's figure it out. And they, he wrongfully diagnosed how this old man died. And the dad's like, nah, that's not ha- what happened. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. And then they figure out, and this movie really is about the uh, father and son dynamic. Yeah, which again, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Like, I don't know. This movie just, I don't know. Because it, it was in the beginning, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be like, this is kind of, is this really all it's gonna be? Is just them giving an autopsy? But you know, I was kind of fascinated by that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by autopsies. Well, it's funny. This is two weeks in a row we've done an autopsy movie. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I'm upset. I, I miss Rihanna. That that movie is insane. Talk about a crazy movie. That movie's insane. Yeah, yeah dude, you asked you asked me to join for Reanimator, but I couldn't because I had some family obligations, and I miss Reanimator, which I love. And but the, then, there's, there's like a couple of them too. So I mean, hey, there's still time. Hey, yeah, exactly. We can but, do. We can but do then ride. you. then you invited me to this one and i was like uh okay i'll join this one it's gonna be kind of a cut and dry you know murder (laughs) mystery but i'll do it but no it was i was pleasantly surprised yeah me too man i usually i try to i I usually try to surprise them um we've kind of been going off the cuff recently because of you know the covid19 stuff but i usually try to surprise everybody with movies they've never seen um the last few films we we chose was you know something that people could watch with families or something they could easily find and Mm -hmm. 
And this is the kind of stuff I usually give them, like this stuff that <laughs> they have no clue what's That's going on. That's just wild. Yeah, and uh, right now Netflix is really up to game with all their stuff. Yeah, they have. So I'm so. I, go ahead. With the release of this movie, like. At all, I, I, I don't either. All right, I, you, me neither. But I do remember it coming up on my Netflix queue a few times. That's yeah, the only I, thing. I, I have never. I don't remember this movie at, in the slightest. Well, is I, it just bad, bad publicity? Uh, what happened? Like, but, what happened is this movie went through uh, all the uh, film festivals, and it did quite well. Uh, and as it went through, it got picked up by Netflix. That's, that's what happened. It didn't get picked up by gotcha. Netflix. Like, all right, we'll, we'll throw this out. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So How they, about that? They got they got distribu- distribution rights, but they didn't get it under their moniker. So it's been here gotcha. for a while. Um, I was curious because, like, I thought it was a pretty well done movie. So I was like, "Why have I not heard of this?" Oh well, in the horror movie movie community, it hit very, very hard. Everybody loved really? this film. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm on all the sites and I read all the Fangoria magazines. I still get them, yes. Um, <laughs> and so they always have the dad from yeah. Succession in it. I love Succession. If y'all See? haven't seen that, it's on HBO. It's really Succession good. is Brian Cox. He's in a lot of stuff, man. I didn't know that. So anyway, as I we, think. It- Go ahead. I think if they had marketed this movie as as a horror movie, it might have done better had it gone to theaters. It just did but festival. you wouldn't get that. Yeah, you wouldn't get that surprise. You wouldn't get that. Uh, it's true. I, I don't. I was not expecting a horror movie. <laughs> Even though it says horror, mystery, and thriller, I, I thought maybe it was like psychological or like some. I it went a route that I was not expecting, and I'm I was happy. All right, so back to the story at hand. There's a father, and, the father and son, the, and the dad's kind of wants him to take over the moniker. It never says it, but you know it. You know that it's mm-hmm. three generations, and they want to make it four. So he's trying to show his son and everything keep it going. and keep it going. And um, we have a we introduced to the kitty cat. There's some noise going on, <laughs> and we uh, see the son go there and he finds the cat and the cat killed some small animal. I think it's a mouse or something. Stanley. Stanley, Stanley the cat. <laughs> well, the R. cat, R. the cat, yeah, the cat comes, it is very important because we realize through dialogue throughout the movie that the mom is no longer there and the cat is the last piece to connect the father with the mother. Mm-hmm. We don't know quite how she dies until later, but we definitely know she's gone. We know that the dad's alone, and the only thing he has is his cat and his son, which really brings an interesting thing later because this is when we're introduced to the girlfriend. She comes in, she scares Austin, and um, she wants to go see the body. We'll see somebody. Yeah, which I found kind of. So I was like, mm, <laughs> no thanks. I don't want. I wouldn't want to see that. Would you guys want to go check it out? No, I think I would have. Oh no no! Yeah, I actually. I, I mean, I, I might not pursue it, but if it were presented, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm game." <laughs> Legally, nope. you're not supposed to go in those things. Yeah, but uh, if you get the chance, it's a small town, small town organization. Who's going to tell anybody? Uh, but uh, we're introduced <laughs> the, the couple of the bodies which come into play later. Uh, this one body in particular that she does finally get to see. Uh, I think the face is completely punched in or ripped off. It's hard to tell. And she yeah. had, and the lady has a bell tied around her ankle. And she's like, why is there a bell here? And then Tommy, the dad, says this is how old in the olden days they would make sure that people stay dead because if they woke back up, they would ring the bell and you knew something was wrong, which is crazy. And that's actually a true thing. <laughs> I've been, Terrifying. Yeah. You know, there, there were some cases when people were like and paralyzed or stuff were still alive and come out of it and actually wake up in graves and stuff. This is yeah, actual that's occurrence. awful. That's, that's so terrifying. <laughs> it's to the point where they would actually build a bell system in older graves. They would come from the grave up to the top. And if somebody woke up, they could pull it. <laughs> somebody <laughs> build the <laughs> system. Just in case. You don't want to bury grandma and her to come back alive. <laughs> that is fucking insane. Did that ever happen? Oh, yeah. There, there's a show on, what is it, on Amazon Prime called Lore. Um, oh yeah, Anthony or no, not you know, said Anthony Mackie. Um, what's his name? Um, anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, lore, and they talk. There's a whole episode based on vampires and where they come from, and that's uh, one of the things because the bodies used to bloat and blood would come out the eyes and stuff like that. 
and it, they were scared that they would come back to life. And <clears throat> that's why this whole bell system and all these things were invented. Just to make sure they're, they could find, <laughs> re-dig them up if they were still alive. I, it, it's definitely worth checking out. The only thing I hated about it, I hated the announcer so much. So I couldn't watch the whole series. He talks. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, he does. This with no inflection at all in his voice. <laughs> and <laughs> no matter how. Aaron Mankey, there it is. Interesting. The topic is I just couldn't do it. It's fucking do it. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> so lady has a bell on her leg. Um, the dad checks it and scares the girl. He, and then, <laughs> and this is also, uh, it, we also introduced to the fact that, um, you know, cause he, she wants to go out on a date, you know, who wants to hang out at a morgue and the son, uh, Austin says, okay, let's, we're going to go do it. They go outside and talk. And this is when we find out that he's planning on leaving his dad and he had to have, yeah. he, he doesn't know how to tell him. I mean, how do you tell your dad? The only Knowing you're the only thing left in his life. But he still has the cat at this point, so hey. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> there's always the cat. So uh so Tommy has it told him, um and then uh I guess this is when the sheriff comes in with the body. The mm-hmm. and he brings the body down and yeah. you know, then Austin feels bad, like, nah, you know what, honey, we're gonna catch a eleven o'clock show. She's like, Oh yeah, of course we are. <laughs> so he goes down there and we and oh, oh, oh yeah he goes back down and Austin goes back down to help and the cat runs past the body and the cat does not like the body no not at all cats hate bodies and it's true well yeah, the cat is around bodies all the time that's kind of like what it does <laughs> but it senses something wrong with this one but uh, since the cop, I mean, uh, the sheriff needs to know what happened to, to announce it to the people, because eventually they're going to find out that one of their town folks, well, a family of town folks, it looked like, are dead. <laughs> and he has a body that's Good absolutely body. clean. So he has to have a reason when he goes to the press conference, like to tell him, he's like, hey, I can, I can, you know, throw some shit at this fan for so long, but they're going to figure out something's wrong. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, so he throws it upon Tommy and Austin to figure this out. And this is kind of what they do. And this is where it almost becomes like a detective movie, which I really dig. Yeah, I, I really did like it, too. I thought they did a really good job of, like, showing the mystery and, like, kind of giving you clues and not being too straightforward with what was going on. So I, I like that a lot. Because, you know, they exactly. set up a- yeah, they set up a camera and they start recording. Um, and here's a list of stuff they find as they go. Uh, the wrists <laughs> and ankles are broke. Uh, there's peat under her fingernails. The tongue is severed. Uh, there's a the fly flies out of her nose. They find a string in her throat. Um, uh, internally, I think they find a flower inside of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually, oh, we're not getting there yet. Okay, so fire on the throat. Uh, then the radio changes uh, before they cut open the chest, and then it starts bleeding, which a dead body's not supposed to bleed like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's been dead for a while. Um, so they take the blood sample, they put it into the refrigerator, and then the refrigerator, I guess it breaks down and starts pouring out of the refrigerator. <laughs> um, Which I thought was like, damn, that's a lot of blood to be leaking out of that sample. Like, that was a lot of blood, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, I, I kind of took that as, in retrospect, You're the, the blood trying to get back to the body. Hmm. Oh, the blood trying to get back to the body? Yeah, well, I thought it was a whole part of the rapid decomp thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It uh, as they go through, as they take the pieces out, when it's away from her body, they start deteriorating, and that's kind of the thing. Um, so now we the chest is open, and we're going to get into the the nitty gritty of the autopsy. Um, I personally uh, hate when people cut ribs in movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was cringeworthy. So he goes in and gets these big cutters. It looks like things you cut locks with. And oh yeah. <laughs> starts just snapping. There's two things that bother me, like when ribs get cut and when people's teeth get grinded on things. Ah. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> so they open up the rib cage uh, and they see the lungs and they're black. And this is very puzzling because they say that this is would be caused if you know you were in intense fire or burned, 
but her body is in perfect condition. Like even the breaks and stuff breaks. are under the skin. The skin is not broken until they cut it open. Mm-hmm. And then they find all of her organs have scar tissue on it like they've been stabbed. <laughs> but there's no... super there, confusing. There was no injuries. So they start... This is when they start going into detective mode. They're like, you know, they find... Um, they, you know, they, they have the string, they have all the things are broken. She's been stabbed. So they say you know, she's tortured. tortured. And then the mood starts changing. The whole atmosphere of the movie changes at this point. And there's some noises. Austin what goes to search. And while Tommy's working on the body, trying to figure shit out, he gets cut. Austin, on her rib, right? Yeah, on her rib. Then Austin falls <sighs> and Tommy runs and goes, try to like find out, you know, heard a loud noise. Um, Oh, and this is when they find the cat, right? Yeah, they find the cat. It's hurt. And I thought it was so. Well, at one at some point though, is this in the same sequence where he he sees somebody around the corner? Yes, he sees that right before he finds the cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are this, like I said, the atmosphere changes, and they start seeing shadows move and hearing weird noises. And, and this is where I was like, wait, what the fuck? What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> That's it, where I was like, yo, okay, all right. And the cat is pretty messed up, like something got a hold of it or something. Um, and it's still yeah. alive. And this yeah. is rough. And this is another thing. Animal killing, it sucks in movies. I don't care who you are. Oh, yeah. Poor Stanley. <laughs> so he grabs Stanley, and he he's obviously very badly wounded. So Tommy, who obviously loves this cat, just snaps his neck. It's like. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Oh, could you do that? Yeah. If like, uh, I don't know, because I don't know if I could break Lily's neck. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I could do it either. I'd be rushing uh, to the vet. Yeah, like, it'd be ask. rough. <laughs> I, it'd be rough, but I mean, if guts were hanging out or something, uh, I might have to make a call on that. I don't know. I don't think I could break my own cat. I'd love my cat. I don't think I could break her. Yeah, I don't think I could do it either. <laughs> I, I would smother with a pillow before I would snap a neck. I wouldn't do it to my dogs. My cat, nah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't my, my cat wouldn't let me do that to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then they go... And they cremate the cat. And this is when we, this is when they actually verbally say, this is the last linked to your mother. Yeah. We, he's like, had. this is the last I had. And now that's it. And this is, you can see when it goes back to Austin, he's like, man, now how am I going to leave? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> one thing I do want to point out too, that uh, whenever he told his girlfriend, he said, come back at 11. And they do a really good job of continuously showing us clocks throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what? I did not catch that. There's always there's a clock periodically throughout the throughout the movie that shows the time because I was honestly trying to keep track too. I was like, okay, so what what time is it? And it was like, there's one scene we haven't got to yet where they're in his office and like there's just a really big bright blue clock in the background. And I was like, all right, well that's interesting. And she came back around eleven. Yeah, like right at eleven, mm-hmm. she was there. Huh? That's I I never caught that. This is probably the fifth time I've seen this movie. I've never caught that. That's mm-hmm. all. See, different eyes. See, I'm looking at totally different things. <laughs> I'm just waiting, waiting for the, for the bad stuff to happen. Um, so you watch this, you watch this movie five times at least. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might give it two. Oh well, the thing is, I'm. Uh, this is a, a very atmospheric movie, which it's really easy to follow. So, like, if I'm doing something, like if I'm drawing or sketching or coming up with concepts, I'll have it playing in the background. And it's like Daniel. Wow, he always has a movie playing in the background. Right. And then when I hear the cues for the cool stuff, I'll look up and watch it, and then I go back to work. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, I do a lot of movies like that. I, I, one of my favorites is Return of the Living Dead. I've seen that. I've probably seen that movie at least 200 times. Oh. oh, yeah. I love that one. That's one I could watch a lot. So I That'd mean, be awesome if, if uh, he put the cat in the incinerator <laughs> and it created... An army of uh, <laughs> undead, undead cats. Oh, just cats. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah, just cats. Zombie cats. Would that be scary? A see a bunch of zombie cats walking down the street. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you would go pet them, and then they would all try to kill you. Would the infection carry to you, or just other cats? I don't know. 
we we just made a movie of guys. But there would be yep, and to, he would the, the cat would get on the uh, the police scanner and be like, "Send more kibble." <laughs> <laughs> but cats you just get shovels and just take them out. And I, don't, I don't see like a heavy heavy problem with cats. Now zombie <laughs> horses that'd be different. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we get the connection to the cat, and they decide to like, all right. Cats burn up. Let's get back to work. We got to figure this out for the sheriff. So they go in and they find, this is when they find a flower. It's called it's Jimson weed. And they're able to find out the location uh, geographically where the flower is. I should say, he finds that information real quick in that book. I know. Like, like, he flipped right to it. I was like, yo, this man. Mm-hmm. All right. And then <laughs> the radio announces there's a storm coming. Um, okay. He, was it really raining? No. No. That's what I think. It's not. It wasn't because at the end they say something on the radio like we've had four clear days right. in a row now. Exactly. Okay, I was I was like, wait a second, but then okay, well, I guess we'll get to it. But I just wanted to ask that question because that was something that was bothering me. And um, <laughs> I think I think it's all psychological. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's all an illusion. So they get it's an illusion. Illusion. So they um, and the dad's like, you know, the storm's coming. He's like, whatever. We got if we we when we start something, we finish it. So they go back and they start working on it, and they found a tooth wrapped in a shroud, and then they just yeah, which is man, that's, and that's what's so cool about this movie is first they find the rope, I mean the little piece of string in her throat, then they find the, the flower, then they find the tooth, and then they find the shroud. So what they said, what they do, wrap the 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 tooth in the shroud, and then force it down her throat. I, I yeah. guess. I mean, what else are you going to do with a tooth? Yeah, in a shroud. In a shroud. Yeah. And the shroud comes in. I mean, so now they have all these little clues they're trying to figure out. And throughout the movie, they they put I mean, using the peat, using the flower, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. They, they they were able to see what area she's from. Which oh, I yeah. Think, they, they think it's she's like it's got to be up north. Like, it has to be. It has to be up north. Um, so then the radio, um, it says uh, – it has a, a thing says, uh, you know, you are not going anywhere. And then the song changes and it keeps going. It keeps going to that same song, the sunshine song or whatever. Oh, yeah. Which um, it was really creepy. <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> Which I have a question. Else? I have a question about that later, but uh, I won't right. go over it right now. So um, they decide to keep going to work and they go in and then the father discur- discovers, discovers, discovers. He discovers. Discovers. <laughs> Uh, if you peel the skin away from the muscles, then they oh, have, that was they open up. Wild. They peel their skin off of the muscle, and there's this all these writings, <laughs> rune-like writings, all in her skin. Definitely some kind of cult or satanic or whatever you want to call it. Which I think was cool because I wouldn't even have thought of that. When they peel her skin back, that was cool. It's all written on and tattooed. Like, how would they even do that? I don't know. You can skin a person without. <laughs> I guess it's Put the fact that together. it all went back, but yeah. Uh, so, and then so. once they realize these markings are all crazy, and Dad finally gives up the ghost, no pun intended, and says, "Let's get the, <laughs> let's get the fuck yeah, out of here." Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> let's just go. But then the hat. Well, the power's blinking out, so the elevator's not working. So they have like this secret, not a little secret, but an upper hatch. It goes out to the. To the upstairs, I guess. Yeah. To the outside. To the outside world. But it's stuck because the old tree fell down. And they go to call for help and someone answers. Which is, now that we know that this being can control what the radio is telling them, it can control, you know, what they're feeling as far as the storm going outside. And it's also controlling all the lights blinking off and on. So yeah, we, I was. I had a, I had a lot of questions about the actual control of and what you know they were able to do, but whatever. Yeah, she's pretty powerful. Seems like. Yeah. They call for help, <laughs> and somebody kind of answers, and it keeps going out and out. And um, uh, then we hear something outside in the hallway, or they see something. I can't remember. And we we hear the bell on the body. Oh, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it really nope. takes a turn. <laughs> Yeah, this is where, I mean, yeah, definitely everything goes pear-shaped from here on out. Well, because, like, initially it, you could have chalked most of that up to just being kind of, like, 
you know, like uh, maybe I am just seeing things or maybe like maybe something is going on. Then you hear the bell and you're like, okay, nope, there's some shit going down. Got it. Sounds good. So they're in there and definitely shit has gone wrong. And real quick, Tommy's in another room just kind of working on his arm and then something grabs him. And then, you know, Tom uh, Austin tries to pull him out because he's locked in the room. And then they realize it's the body causing everything. I mean, you know, duh. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> um, and he's like, this is, that's not possible. He goes, man, this is way, way past possible. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just, just let that go. You have to accept the fact that <laughs> we're dealing with something that is not possible. We're definitely going into the dark worlds here. Yeah, some shit is going down. Um. So there's things breaking down outside. Um, uh, then they try to go in, and then there's like, you know what? We're going to just burn the body. But then they can't get to the crematorium because the doors keep locking and dead bodies walk in the hallways, right? So they decide yeah. to burn it right in the room. And this is a really cool. I like this part uh, because when they go to, you know, he's like, fuck it. And the dad who never says, you know, always do things by the book. When his son goes for the flammable fluid, he's like, yep, go ahead. Burn this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I honestly, at this point, whatever. So when they hit it, the flame does some crazy shit, goes up things, all the lights blow up, everything breaks, everything explodes. I thought their entire house was going to, was going to um, come burning down, but I guess not. Yeah, I, I figured the whole house would burn, but I guess she didn't want that. She wanted to torture them. Because she has, yeah. a, I guess she has to have a purpose, right? So um, they go running, and the elevator's not working, and then the bell body's back, <laughs> which I ding, think, ding, ding. which I think is really creepy. I think that's, a, I know that um, <laughs> when they showed the girl the body, it was only to set up this bell body. That was the only purpose for that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm glad it's there because I think the bell is a really cool because it's all quiet and you see something shuffling, you hear the bell, ding ding. Which is cool. I think. Yeah, that so, one noise, you know, a dead body's walking. Oh, look at that! <laughs> hey. So. Um, well, hey, I'm back. Oh, and he's back. Yeah, I restarted the whole computer. All right, and there we go. So now Ash is back, everybody. I know we have well, just. Hello. <laughs> we, we just got past the burning body. Everything blew up, and so. I'm going to have fun editing this. I might just leave it when you come back. Uh, it might be easy. They go to the elevator. Elevator's not working. The bell body's back. And they're, they're being chased, right? Like, they know something's there. And it's obviously the dead body. And what time is it, everybody? <laughs> it is 10.55. Oh, right. <laughs> this is all going down. So, and then, so she's early. <laughs> well... Yeah, when they make it to the elevator, it's 11. And this is my biggest complaint with the entire movie. What's that? How the fuck did she get in there without anybody noticing? And what, where was she? So, also, there's a theory that maybe she wasn't ever there. That's what I was... I kept thinking that she was going to disappear or something. I don't know when the... When the, well, when the cops show up, she's there. do they show her body? I do think, they, though? Oh no, my. they don't. well, they don't ever say anything about it again. So Like, huh. the cops don't. Hmm. That's, That's jumping ahead, but yeah. Maybe, the, maybe their heads were just so fucked with that they wouldn't notice. They just missed a dead girl in the hallway, <laughs> or she just wanted not the to cops. Fuck with them I so mean, bad. Um, as far as them not noticing her arriving there. Oh well, yeah. They were, when they when that elevator, she could have come down any time. Because they were stuck in that room and everything, they couldn't get out of the room, and things were on fire, and things were blowing up. Yeah, but where out. would she go? There's one hallway. Right, I don't. I know, <laughs> but the thing is, if she's not real, it's just her fucking with them. Well, I mean, if she was yeah, able to make it I seem like possible. the door was stuck, and she was able to make it seem like you know it was raining when it wasn't, and all these things, I'm I'm watching the scene right now on Netflix to see if she's there. <laughs> the, the end scene. So um, okay, I don't think she is. So I wow, I didn't even see. I didn't even think about that. To look back, so he acts as the body, ends up being the girlfriend. And they get back in the elevator, and uh, the dad's all all hurt. And then Tommy blames himself for everything. And the director said that of all the things that he accomplished in this film, the best scene that he's well, the scene he's most proud of is this scene with uh, Tommy and Austin in the elevator. He says this is his favorite thing. When he watched this happen, he realized he had a good movie. 
Okay, I'm trying to think. Where is the elevator in relation to these people? <laughs> <laughs> I think the they leave it up to interpretation in a bit, but I I tend to believe that it was part of the illusion. She wanted to fuck with him so bad that she did that part too. I can see that. And this is also when we definitely find out that the mom has passed away. Um, I know we already knew. And there's only two body bags that they bring out. They only show three bodies. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. So the two guys and then Jane Doe, right? Yeah, they show Jane Doe being taken out in the two bodies, him and his dad. So the girl's Mm -hmm. And her car is not there. Confirmed. Look at you. That's true. The sleuth is. Because in the beginning, they made a point to show her car. Nice. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I see. I never figured that out. I automatically thought the girl was dead all the times. It I've didn't make it. sense to me. I was like, the only way I'll enjoy this and make it make sense in my head is if she wasn't actually there. Well, how so, do you feel now? Have there you, said, you go. You there you go. I, feel, I feel a lot better. This is now a much better. Did, it, did it add a point to your review? <laughs> yeah, it did actually. So, Tommy blames himself for everything happening. Uh, he used to call the wife Ray of Sunshine, which is kind of weird because of the song it keeps playing over and over um yeah Yeah, when they when they said this about the ray of sunshine there was a split second there where i i thought maybe the dead wife that was behind this (laughs) because of the song on the radio uh, well, I mean, but, uh, you're, you're, all, you're, you're constantly trying to come up with conclusions to this movie, like what's going on. We definitely know something is definitely, I guess, lack of a better word, demonic or uh, occult going on, something bad. Uh, Mom killed herself, and Tommy hates himself that he didn't realize it, didn't catch the signs that she was depressed enough to kill herself. And... Uh, and then they think to themselves, why Why hasn't she killed us yet? If she can do all the stuff, why are we still alive? So they go back to detective land. Like, we got to be, if she's fucking with us and we're still alive, there's got to be a reason, right? There's got to be a reason why she's doing this to us. So they go back and they try to fig- finish solving this mystery. Um. So this is where, and this is, I don't understand this. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Yep. Just making sure. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> if I cut something open and the shit starts blowing up and everything's flying around and all these ghosts and stuff are haunting me, I don't know if I'm going to cut the head open and pull and look at the brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. <clears throat> but they do. They cut it open, peel it like they an sure well, if, if you can't kill it with fire, maybe you could punch the brain or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just punch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian Cox in there just fucking beating it like a bag. <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. But they uh, open up the skull. They find the brain, obviously, just because it's under the skull. And then they take a piece and they realize the brain's still alive. So the reason why they couldn't find um, why she died is because she's still alive. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. So uh, then... I get Tommy gets attacked. Um, they open up John, uh, Jane Doe's head. Or he got there. Brain samples alive. All right, here he goes. <clears throat> Austin folds the folds the shroud and opens up some more clues. Um, so the clues point out to which, and then they look up all the other evidence. And I guess they connect it back to Salem, correct? Mm-hmm. Everybody agree? Connects to Salem. Yes, yes. for sure. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Everybody's all quiet. Um, yeah. So, and then they discover that, so then he's like, wait a minute, so this is a witch? And then I guess Tommy figures out that no, by doing all these horrible things to her, it created this beast. Like she was an innocent girl at one time. And then through all these, I guess, tortures, she, her soul or her spirit or yeah I don't really know I think it's they were just like yeah she wasn't one but since they treated her like one she became one which is but I feel like she could have always been I know that's overthinking it so well it could go either way I mean there's a lot of like I said is how you feel you know it's like there's a lot of this perception yeah. well that's um, what I kind of thought especially towards either, the end what, what happens to like Austin in the end anyway yeah. so like either way she's out for revenge because of all that so, um, ritual on the innocent. Tommy finally decides to just offer himself, like, save my boy. 
But here's the thing. Um, everything that has been done to her has been done by Tommy. Except the the head, right? The head was done by... Um, oh, know, yeah. Austin. Austin. He, he's the one that plucks a piece of the brain out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I, he does. And this watching is when I figured this out. Um, so he starts... <laughs> and this and this is a really badass scene. So he offers himself. So everything's wrong with her starts happening to him. Like his wrist break. He mm-hmm. breathes out smoke because you know her lungs were all burnt, and he, all these things start cracking on him. So every and, and then she starts healing. So all the pieces that were missing from her, he she gets from someone else. And that's what, and then when you think about it, how many times has this happened to her? How many people has she killed like this? We know it's happened at least once because of the opening. I just thought about something that I'll get to whenever we get to it. All right. Um, so dad's all messed up and we already seen dad take out the cat out of mercy. So what's the boy going to do now? I asked you guys earlier, if you could take out your cat, if it was wounded, how about a family member? <laughs> oh God. I don't I don't think I could stab my dad in the chest, but it depends on the, yeah, it depends on the family member. Some of them easier <laughs> than others. <laughs> it's that old drunk uncle at the wedding. Yeah, he can go. Yeah. Um, but if yeah. they were begging me to, then maybe. But th- with an animal, you know, they can't like beg you to. So that's that's where I feel like there's the difference. But I still don't think I could either way. <laughs> uh, no, I'd suck at this. I don't know if I could do that. Um, so Austin, you know, we already witnessed it. You have to give mercy. So he takes out his dad. And he kills him. I guess he stabs him in the ribs or under the ribs. It'll really show I, it. I don't know. I'm just going to assume it's the heart because he dies so quick and just... I don't know. Uh, but the thing is, if she's replacing body parts, would does she just get them or does she take it from that person? Because he got the injuries that she had. So, so I w- think that everything, I think the way it works, at least what I took, that anything you inflict upon her, then she'll then do to you to heal herself, I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah like right. his wrists and ankles break and then hers heal and then he starts bleeding and all of her blood like goes back in. But he didn't break the ankles. They were they. She came that way. Yeah, yeah. One way. That's or true. But but e- either way, like after she broke his, like it showed hers, like All healing, moving. Healing. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, she's feeding off of life force. And yeah. Then, and then you know everything comes back on. Austin starts hearing people outside. Um, then we hear the song "Open Up Your Heart Again." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Austin. Uh, sees his dad, right? He's going there, and he can hear like the sheriff or somebody up there, like push it open, push it open. He's like, I am pushing it open. Like I kept for uh, he has ever seen Super Troopers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just thought I pull it over. I pull it over. <laughs> I can't, I can't pull, pull over any farther. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because Brian Cox was in that, in that too. But anyway, every time he was shaking at the door, I kept thinking that like I can't push anymore. <laughs> so. He he's struggling because he thinks that safety's right there, and then he sees the dad come up, and freaks him out, and uh, you think he just falls backwards, or did the ghostly dad push him over? No, I think he falls. I think backwards. he falls. Yeah, he was just shocked. So he falls, breaks through the rail, lands. I'm assuming on his head and dies. Well, and see, that's my other point. He's the one that could open her head, so then he dies if by falling on his head. Yep. Ooh, good. And, so that mm-hmm. exactly, and then I, I caught it this time. Like, wow, there was a head injury, and he messed with her head. So, bam. So, the yeah. next, so the next day, the sheriff shows up, um, and he's, you know, he's like, I know these people for like twenty years. I can't believe this happened. I mean, oh my god. Um, so, and they're like, "Why do you want to do the body? Just get it out of my damn county." I love that line. Like, yeah. I don't care. Just get it away from my county, away from my people. The two families I know are dead now. Let's go, go, go. So they drive the body away, and the, the driver's driving, and then the song comes on the radio, and then the camera pans down to the foot, and you hear the toe, see the toe move, and they use that bell one more time. Yeah. Fade to black. So um, her streak's going to continue. Uh, that's what I'm assuming, that, that she has been somehow... Uh, cursed by being tortured and everything, and this spirit, this angry spirit, his this exacts vintage, exacts vengeance on anybody that crossed her path. I guess. What do you guys take from it? Yeah, um, I don't know. See, I'm kind of on the fence about 
her being innocent beforehand or not, just because why would she continue to want to always be doing that to anyone when she was innocent herself? So she's just hurting more innocent people. Yeah, I agree with that. Unless she has no control anymore. And now she, because she was turned into a witch. Now she doesn't maybe it changed. I don't know. Regardless, she's a witch and she's going to keep doing this to people. I have a question. How'd she end up in the first house? Uh, no, no, we don't, we don't know that. Yeah. And no, I think it could have been a cycle. Like a, she might have been there for a long time, but years ago she could have been somewhere else, and this probably happened before. <laughs> but and do you maybe think they were I don't know. To, do you think they were trying to bury the body to get rid of it? Kind of like they were trying it to burn like, the body. It looked like they had found it. Yeah, but then that's why, what it looked like. They found it, but then they were all messed up. So we don't know what. And also. Who was the person? So did somebody? Were they in the beginning? Were they saying someone tried to break in, and then oh, that's no, what happened? They no, they were saying no they were signs. trying to break out. They were trying to break out. There's no signs of uh, any kind of break yeah. In. They were stuck in there, just like in in the mortuary. Okay, I thought that the person upstairs was like I, I don't know. So Jane Doe was just killing everybody. <laughs> so can she actually hurt people? Like, uh, did she hurt them, or was it all all an illusion? <laughs> yeah, I I like. No, this. I think she can. Yeah, I like this for for the questions that present. Like, I think that it's it's good that it leaves it up to the viewer to to think about all these. Yeah. Well, and then how, how I, I at the end her toe moves, and like we didn't see her move the entire movie. So then it's like, oh, okay, so she it seems like she's getting more powerful. Yeah, from doing this to people, but I guess so. That's why I think she had never done this to anybody. Really, because she was still. Yeah. So, do you think that that, that house just happened to find the body in the basement? She, That's what I think. And she was yeah. wrong. Me but too. why did the basement have dirt? <laughs> uh, in some old colonial houses, they, they do have dirt basements. Well, there you go. That answers my question, and that answers all the questions. That, that was old an easy house. One. Yeah, all of them. Uh, no, there's certain. There was an old style house that all had basements. They were actually cellars, and people would. Like bury stuff to keep it cold and things. It was a real well, thing. There you go. So that's a thing yeah. then. All right. It's well, not fun very, fact. It's not very common to find anymore, but they do. I'm sure they exist in like small towns somewhere. This is probably. You know, it was old cellar. I mean, this is the way it used to be. So that um, was autopsy of Jane Doe. I'll go around the room. We're going to start with uh, Gaston on a uh, scale of one to ten. One being horrible. Ten being badass which uh where do you place this in that honestly that was that was a solid eight i i mean it wasn't like the best horror movie i'd ever seen but it definitely started off as like a six because i wasn't sure what was going on and then about halfway through it definitely turned into an eight and especially with all these questions being answered it, it raised a lot of good questions and definitely left enough ambiguity to be like to think about later so uh, yeah it's, it's an eight it's a, it's a pretty good movie if you've never seen it and haven't looked it up and you you don't know what's going on i would watch it even though you just listened to all the spoilers but it's still a pretty good movie <laughs> well hopefully they if you're if you're getting into it they should go ahead that's why i used to do spoil alerts i realize if they're listening to the show more than likely you know what's coming up <laughs> <laughs> so i don't even do that anymore all right kelsey uh where do you fall well i actually also gave it an eight um I feel like with a lot of scary movies like these, it's very hit or miss where they're like too cheesy or you can, I don't know, predict what's going to happen. And this one, I was really like into it the whole time and wondering what was going to happen. And um, I don't know. It just, I, I would recommend it to anyone who likes horror movies if you haven't seen it because um, it was really good. I liked it. And how about you, Ash? I'm going to give it a solid 7.5. Nice. I think it was great. It was good. Um, I definitely seen. Your uh, I'll save my my high reviews for for better movies. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. It wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah, well, I uh, I guess I saw this in 2017 when it finally was able to be viewed, uh, and I've heard a lot about this stuff, and I had a lot of uh, expectations because this is one everybody's talking about all the horror movie festivals. And I was like, man, one day I'll see this. And then one day it popped up and I watched it. And usually when you see something so hyped, it's never that good. And like, this sucks. But I loved Andre and I love uh, Troll Hunter. And like, man, I got to check this out. I mean, I really dig his style. And so I'm going to give this a nine because it was 
everything because I had such high expectations. And it was pretty damn close to what I was expecting. So I really dig this film, and I I recommend it to anybody. I, I think as far as the la- horror movies in the last ten years, uh, this is one of my favorites because it's it doesn't it doesn't just like hand you everything. You have to work for it, and I like mm-hmm. that. I don't like to be like this fed all the answers. I like when I have to dig through it, and this, like I said, it's probably like fourth, fifth time I've seen this movie, and I just discovered a bunch of stuff, especially for you guys watching it, that I did not know happened. And how often does that happen, that a horror movie can have still open up answers after seeing it multiple times? Usually it's one and done. You know, true, this is what's going to happen. True. So that's why I give this a nine, just because it, I, I feel it's really re- rewatchable. Um, we broke it all down now, so when people go back and watch oh. it, they'll know what to look for. <laughs> But, um, One more thing. Go ahead. What do you guys think about? I read in one place that seemed to think that it was an allegory for for abuse. I can see as that. far as how people as the wife, like how the wife uh, initially died, and the fact that all of Jane Doe's uh, injuries were internal. The same way you would keep things under the surface if, if abuse was, was happening to you. How did the wife die? She committed suicide. That's all they say. Did they yeah, say suicide. that? I don't remember that. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. She killed herself. They mentioned depression. Yeah. Remember, he's like, I, I, because, uh, uh, Tommy's like, I, I, I hate myself for not seeing all the pain she was in. Not knowing. Oh, I see. So, and, see, I took that and just be like she was really sick, <laughs> and he, I don't know. <laughs> no, she killed herself. Gotcha. Okay. Because he, he's like he he hates himself for not seeing it. So, okay. I never read anything about what the director said about it, but it just yeah, I didn't I I didn't do a lot of like deep research on this because I like discovering things, especially during these casts. And usually, I go back, I look up the trivia, but as far as like the deep meaning of the film, I I try to stay away from those parts. Um, so I didn't see anything about it. Um, I might have to dig up later. But uh, that is uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, 2016. I'd like to thank Gaston for coming today. Oh yeah, Kelsey. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And uh, our special guest today, our listener, and now a cast member for <laughs> for today at least. Hopefully, we'll pull him in with better results than we did today. Ash. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you guys for listening. It means a lot. If you would like to support us, just tell a friend. Tell somebody about it. Like you Tell them you dug this. And you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Cinematic AF, Movie Podcast. Uh, share us. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for playing with me today, the cast members and all. And we'll see you later. Stay oh, yeah. safe. Good to be here. Nice to meet everybody. Yeah, you too, Nice man. to meet you. Bye. So Bye. St- stay safe and keep watching movies. <laughs> Holla.